All right. Yes. Um, just to say good evening. Good evening to everyone who has joined tonight. I know we had a few glitches um, regarding some passcodes and different things. So for all of the people who were planning to come on tonight, I you will see this. I will share this Zoom out. Uh, we kept going and we definitely are dropping gems for you tonight. And it's all about personal growth and development. Again, my name is Coach Toy Johnson Vincent, uh, aka the No Sugar Coating Coach. And I am an HR consultant, podcast host of Speak to Me First podcast show, as well as a motivational speaker. But we really for bringing people together and networking and really, again, learning from one another. That is why um, this is the third event, and I will be doing them uh, every month, once a month. And um, again, I welcome anyone and everyone. Let's just have the conversation. The mm -hmm. more conversations that we have regarding career development, personal growth and development, resilience, anything that you can think of that will be helpful that you can take away from the conversations um, all are welcome. So I want to keep that out there. And last but not least, TJV empowers you, the letter you.com again to reach me and you'll learn to reach other people on the panel tonight. They will also provide their uh, website. So you'll get that too. Again, TJV empowers you, the letter you.com. So I'm going to go ahead. Uh, we were talking about initially, what about personal growth and development, what it really means, and what does it mean to you? Because what it means to me may be different, right? Mm -hmm. From anybody else who's on the panel, or just in general, people you know, and, and love and care about. Um, and sometimes your attitude can be misconstrued as something else. So mm -hmm. for me, I was discussing, uh, majored in speech communication, and I'm utilizing those skills. And of course, a huge background in HR, uh, talent acquisition, matching that wonderful talent to major corporations uh, for many years, both contractually as well as full-time. And then um, more so now, I wanted to focus more on career development and help people lead them in the right direction, which then brings me to coaching. Um, so it, I thought it would be great you know, to sort of mesh those two uh, areas together career-wise mm -hmm. Um, but tonight, I talk a lot about career development, but that personal growth and development, you got to take care of that. You mm -hmm. have to address that first before you say, I'm all set. I got my career, but you didn't grow. You well, didn't yeah. grow personally. That's right. You're still stagnant in your old ways and your mindset still stagnant. So um, I had said that about what, you know, what was stopping me. And now I understand, well, what are some of the ways what I didn't say um, was what are the ways that I tried to address it and how am I working my way to get better um, and not struggle with it? And that would be, you know, something sometimes I realize just let it be. You have to be able to walk away, regroup, mm -hmm. refocus. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that serious, um, you know, whatever it is, because something could maybe just bother you, just something simplistic as uh, maybe the computer doesn't work, mm -hmm. <laughs> but you still, you got to get this work out, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, computer yep. doesn't work. The mouse is a bro that you can say all day, my monitor's cracked. My microphone doesn't look good, whatever it is. It's personal to me. You may not see that, mm -hmm. 
but that would be something I see. And then I have to address that to say, you know what? Just show up with my content and the people will come yep. and things will get better. You'll have more and more people um, on your lives and different things. So I just stopped that worrying, you know, it's slowly but surely I realized it is what it is. And then some things are out of my control. And that's where, you know, what I'm still trying to um, work that all the way out. But I think I'm doing pretty good uh, so far. But I just wanted to share that because as the host of this yeah. particular panel, um, it's, it's not effective if the person who's hosting a personal growth and development does not share something of themselves. Yeah. You know, so that's yeah. where uh, where I go with that. But, um, you know. I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Leroy. You've heard all of us say, and we'll, you know, talk it out and not keeping you guys on here all night. So we, you know, I said it, the, the time set till 8.30 and um, we're good. We're at 8.01 right now. So go ahead, Leroy. Can you, can you help us out? What, what, can we ask you what about personal growth and development? Sure. Absolutely. Uh, when I think of the uh, word uh, personal professional growth and development, I think of one word and one word only, to be quite honest, uh, and that word is intentionality. Mm. Intentionality. Intentionality. Um, intentionality. Mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to your in intentions, if your intentions are wrong about anything, your conclusion is going to be wrong. Hmm. Mm. When, it, when we talk about intentionality, there is no plan B for that. It's only plan A. And he or she has to be about the business of exercising that process towards plan A. Also, as it relates to your intentionality, the word no is never the final word. As it relates to your intentionalities, everything is negotiable. Every single solitary thing is negotiable. And no will never be the final word. And as I said, if your intentions are wrong, it's just like writing a book. It's just like telling a story. If the content is wrong, the conclusion is going to be wrong. If your intentions are wrong, your conclusion is going to be wrong. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about our intentions as it relates to personal professional growth and development, we're simply saying to the world and everything that's in it, I'm committed to this. This means something to me. And the very day that you come to that conclusion, where whatever you're doing, whether it's going back to school, whether it's writing a book, whether it's uh, you know developing new skills mm -hmm. or whatever the case may be. If your intentions are good, mm -hmm. you can give birth to whatever it is that you're seeking to accomplish if your intentions are good. So in other words, another way to look at it is just simply to say this, wherever you put your energy at, wherever you put your focus at rather, that is, that, that is where your energy is gonna flow. So much so that you can look at it like this. If I have, if I'm put a, put a meal into the microwave and I plug that microwave up, there's a transfer of power there into that microwave. Why? Because wherever I put my focus at, there's where my energy is going to flow. So outside of that, because my intentions are good as it relates to that process of heating up my meal, it's going to give me something back in return. It's going to give me something back in return. So in other words, what you feed will feed you. It's called the law of reciprocation. 
what you feed will feed you. So now if I'm intentional about getting my master's, uh, what that means is that I also have what I call the stirrup process about my intentionalities. And I give you this example. One of the projects that I'm working on is a book called My Vision is My Weapon. My Vision is My Weapon. So now, as relates to my intentions, as it relates to that, here's what I've done. Everything that I put out is documented in some kind of way where it says my vision is my weapon because I'm stirring up my intentions as it relates to it. I built a very sophisticated PowerPoint deck. My vision is my weapon. And what I'm saying in that, in the middle of that, is the goal is not the destination. The goal is the process. Mm -hmm. The goal is not the destination. The goal is the process. And the reason why that is absolutely so is because new habits are formed through process. New habits are not necessarily formed by way of the actions that I take. Because I know for myself, there are some actions that I have taken that did not give me success immediately. What it gave me is a process to learn. That's what it gave me. And that's how I've come to the conclusion that new habits are formed through process, not necessarily by the way, by way of the action steps that I take. But if I keep my intentions, my intentionality are good, that's going to feed me what I'm, what I'm trying to feed. It's going to feed me. And when it feeds me, what it does is it, keep, it gives me a level of discipline as well. Because the very thing that I decide means something to me, oh, it's going to take you more than just enough to talk me off of it. It's going to take you more than enough to talk me off of it. Why? Because it means something to me. So if working on this project where this book is concerned means something to me, I don't just say it means something to me. I am very intentional about it. I'm intentional about it. Because again, as it relates to my intentionalities, whatever I give meaning to, it's going to give me something right back. It's going to give me something right back. So I can sit and I can tell it to anybody. Once I declare that it means something to me, you can hate on me all day and half the night if that's what you so choose to do. It's not going to, it's not going to take nothing from me because you hate on me. Because my intentionalities is of such. And not only is my intentionalities of such as relates to what I'm speaking out of my mouth, it is, it is of such as relates to my action steps. It's got to be action steps. It's got to be, be action. And no, and no action, no results. That's exactly right. Exactly right. No so now, action, no so now catch this toy in the panel. Catch this. As my intentionalities come to be good, mm -hmm. here's what I've come to find. There is no such thing anymore in this day and time as released to job spec. Mm -hmm. Job specific. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that there's a That's such thing as in. to that anymore, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And the reason yeah. being is because most companies today, what mm -hmm. they need are role players. Yes. They need role players. Mm -hmm. So now, when I interview you, when I interview you, I interview you, yes, on paper, it's, it gives detail to the job specific, yes. But what I'm interviewing, interviewing you for is to be a role player. Which mm -hmm. means that I don't just come to the table and, and offer you a benefit package. No, 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 no. I offer you a reward benefit package along with that because I'm interested in a role player, not job specific. Reward benefits. Yes. Yep. 
I'm, I give you a reward package benefit uh, as well as an employee package benefit. And here's the reason why. Mm -hmm. If I train you to do everything within the organization, I'm offering you leadership transparency, which is what all of us want at this point. I'm yes. offering you that. So mm -hmm. if, if, I, if I'm in the business of training you in such a way that you can do everything, what mm -hmm. I'm also doing is understanding the fact that when I build a team, I don't build a team by way of the principle of addition. I build it by way of the principle of, of subtraction. And here's what that means. Yes, please tell us. Again? And I said, please tell, break that part down. And I'm saying hello, Michael Loud Jr. coming in from Connecticut. Welcome, Michael, if you can hear us. Okay. So when you build a team by way of subtraction rather than addition, what you're saying is that you suspect that everybody that you started with, you're not going to finish with. Everybody that you started with, you're not going to finish with. So now, considering that everybody you started with, you're not going to finish with, if I train you to do everything mm -hmm. and reward you well for doing it, then guess what? Even if two fall off the line of production, because we are about production, even if two fall off the line of production, I still have what I call strength in numbers. I still have what I call strength in numbers. Because guess what? It may look weak on paper, because mm -hmm. out of the 10, I lost two, which gives me eight. But at the end of the day, guess what? I still got strength in numbers because I didn't train one person to do just one thing. I trained that person to do multiple things. Cross training. Cross training. And so every quarter, I'm bringing in this particular person to learn something new about that particular department that they was not hired for. But guess what? At the end of the day, they are rewarded for it in some kind of way. It's called a reward package. And when you are intentional with your activities, when you are intentional with your message, guess what? Your, your activity and your message will feed you. It will feed you all day, every day, and twice on Sunday. It will feed you. <laughs> So, so now, at the end of the day, once it has fed me, that don't mean I get complacent. Because here's the thing. Everything has a shelf life to it. Mm. Every single solitary thing. If we on the panel, as well as your audience, Toy, decided that we were going to give a cookout, we're going to have a cookout. And we know that there's a list of items that we have to go to the market to purchase. Mm -hmm. We know that. When we go to the market to purchase those items, guess what? We don't go purchase bread and milk without looking at the date on the bread and the milk. Now, you can do that if you want to. <laughs> the expiration, the expiration. The expiration date. So Every now, if bread and milk got an expiration date on it, your skill set, your current skill set has an expiration date on it also. And you know what that expiration date is? And it's, and it's very well documented? Five years. Mm. Five years. Oh, five years. So Which is the means, average, and when they say your first home, a lot of right. they always say that five years. Five years. Maybe you have that car. A lot of us try to keep that car twenty five <laughs> years. Five years. And in this market right now, you're probably trying to do it. Absolutely, five years is the best that you're going to get. Wow. So for me, as the CEO, mm -hmm. I want to bring you in as a role player. But then at the same time, I'm not asking you to do anything for free. What I'm asking you to do is be a continual learner. Why? Because the intentionality, the intentionality, 
And as I said, as it relates to your intentions, no is never final. The word no is never final as it relates to your intentions. But everything is negotiable. However, everything is negotiable. But no is never final as it relates to my intentions. And no, there will never be a plan B. It's either plan A or nothing at all. Wow. It's either plan wow. A or nothing at all. As a business owner, as a professional, if your intentions are good, it's just like telling a story. If your context is wrong, your conclusion is going to be wrong. If your intentions are wrong, your conclusion will be wrong all day, every day, and twice on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that goes. And I put yep. it in the chat for said intentionality because that word it's a focal point. Um, and and I really, you know, that that was a serious breakdown of tonight, folks. Um, if you're just joining. No, Michael, can you hear us? Michael Lau, can you hear us? I think you're on mute. You're going to have to unmute. Yes, I can hear you. Good evening. How are you? Hey, good evening, Michael. And you are the broadcaster in the house from Connecticut, folks. It, it mean, I do apologize if, if people weren't getting in because they're saying they needed a passcode. It was asking for and some kind of glitch with LinkedIn. Nothing to do with me, however, but it did affect me, obviously, because I'm looking for all these people to show up. So did you have that issue, Michael? I did, and that's why I had inbox you on LinkedIn. Yes, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. So that's what happened. Yeah, that's the same problem. That's why That's why I had inbox you on LinkedIn for that passcode because it was giving me the same problem. So same problem, yeah. As well, you can see, we, we rectified it. We're good to go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, you know what? We're good to um, go now, though. With the, tonight, I know we were talking about uh, personal growth. First of all, I just thank you so much, and definitely um, we want to get your introduction um, to who you are because you can say it better than I can. But I, I can't believe this. Uh, we've been trying to connect for a few years now, uh, you know, through LinkedIn and everything. So I thank you so much. And I know you're based out of Connecticut and you work in the media. So if anybody can get through the technology, it would be you. Um, can you, I'm going to ask um, before Michael, before you go, Leroy, can you just step back a minute and tell everybody just in general, um, who you are and what, what you do so that uh, Michael sure. and we all, yeah, because we okay. didn't talk about your career background and then we're going to get Michael to say who he is intro okay. and he may have a question. Okay. Well, uh, first of all, I, I'll do it this way. Uh, Toy, um, I, I thank you for the invitation. That, that's that's to start. And then for, all, for the panel and everybody, I say hello. And once again, my name is uh, Leroy Allen. Uh, my leadership capabilities um, was discovered uh, in the financial industry as a financial advisor to start. Um, I wore a couple of hats different uh, than that, but also meaning the same thing as a real estate broker, uh, as a credit and debt counselor uh, in that same you know, regime. Uh, soon, sooner than later, uh, well, not even that sooner than later, but somewhere in that process, I started feeling this urge uh, to want to do more teaching and consulting. And what I started doing is I started booking hotels and uh, hosting financial empowerment seminars is what I started doing. And interesting enough, uh, the company that I have, uh, Life Enhancement Consulting Group and the Life Enhancement Coaching Institute didn't come from me. Um, it came from some phenomenal people that I was working with and around. 
And it started in that process leading up to the very first financial empowerment seminar that we did. And where it was asked, uh, uh, Leroy, uh, do you have an agenda? I said, no. He said, uh, what's the name of the company going to be? What's the name of the group going to be? And I had no name, no group, and no nothing. And it was there where my leadership capabilities was recognized by me that I had something, but I wasn't so sure what it was, but I knew I had something. And I knew I really, really had something when the team said to me, or I said to the team, we ain't got no money. So I don't know how we're going to do what we do, but we ain't got no money. And I, I had sponsor um, contracts and things of that nature set up to, you know, uh, put out to people. But that's a process within itself, as we know. So they said to me, they said, uh, uh, Leroy, don't worry about sponsorship. We're not going to need sponsorship because we got our own money. Sponsorship is good to have, but we ain't going to need it. And that I, it was then where I really knew I had something, but I still didn't know what it was. Mm. I still didn't know what it was in that regard. So we move on. And I had, you know, decided that, you know, I was going to host a men's conference. And I did that called On Shopping Arm. I did that in 2016 and 2017, two years straight. And we had speakers come from all over the place. And um, then we had barbers who were cutting hair on Saturday events. And so, you know, that's something special. Uh, because uh, if barbers come and help you and cut men's hair for free on a Saturday, you must be somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we had that going on. And again, I recognized my potential there. And I recognized my potential in this way. When it is said that you don't need everybody liking you, you just need the right person liking you. Mm. I discovered that right there, that I had the right person around me because they financed my entire vision for that event and it did not cost me a dime. All it cost me was some know-how and to learn how to negotiate with the salespeople of the hotel. That's what it cost me. It didn't cost me anything else because it was already paid for. And it was paid for two weeks before we even went into the hotel. So there was no added pressure, nothing, nothing of the kind in that regard. And so then moving forward, there came the Life Enhancement Coaching Institute. The consulting company was already established then there came the Life Enhancement Coaching Institute. And there we offer, you know, five different models of study. We went from a standardized school, online and offline school, that offer five different courses to an accredited online, offline school under my leadership. Thanks to God, thanks to God for that in that way. And so my leadership potential was discovered in all of these things. But yet I didn't know exactly what I, what I, what I had. I didn't know what I had, in all honesty. And I had this phenomenal a uh, uh, lady working with me named Kendall, who I believe to this day knew more about my business acumen than I did. I believe to this day. She was incredible. She was incredible in a lot of different ways where I was concerned. She was absolutely incredible. Uh, she was, she certainly was somebody that you could meet that you probably only would meet for a one time and not a second or third time. But she was incredible in, in every way that I could think of, you know, to, to describe her, she was just simply incredible. In that way, she helped with, with my school. She helped with my consulting company. Everywhere that I had a speaking engagement to go to, she was there with me. So she understood much about my business acumen on that level that I didn't understand. But I knew I had something, but I just couldn't put my hand on what it was. And so in that, you know, uh, there came again other things. Uh, we, we established a Toastmasters Club called the Life, Life Enhancement Toastmasters Public Speaking and Leadership Club. We had a, a radio and talk show called the Life Enhancement Radio and Talk Show. So everything was life enhancement in that. And so, you know, all these things 
help de make, help develop and to create who I am today. Uh, which again, my name is Leroy Allen. And of course, you know, I am the CEO and founder of the Life Enhancement Coaching Institute and Program Direct or Life Enhancement Consulting Group, where we offer up leadership assessment tools and resources to small, medium, and large companies. Thank you, Toy. I appreciate you. Oh, you're quite welcome. Thank you. I, I think we need a standing ovation. <laughs> First, I got to get all the titles right. <laughs> yeah, there are some things. I got some yeah. history with me. You have some sure. history, um, career as entrepreneur. Um, you know, there's hiccups along the way. But the yeah. good thing, one thing I liked about um, your background and tonight, again, the topic was, and it's really a conversation again, uh, right. Michael, you're going to be up next. But what, what I wanted to say is the reason I've been focusing so much on career development, because that's what I do. I'll coach you on career development. Right. I can coach you how to get into a company. I can coach you about what mistakes you may be making. I can do all that. But when it comes to personal growth and development, most of us have difficulty identifying what it is that is keeping us stagnant, holding us back. So you can have all of the degrees in the world, and then you still can't figure out your own personal life journey, right? Because life really is a journey. So that's kind of what I was talking about. So if somebody says, you know, I'm stuck in technology. I want to do more. I want to do better, but I can't figure it out. Um, well, you have to seek out people who love to do technology. Right. Because for me, if I don't love what I do, I'm just really coasting. I'm right. coasting through life. I'm coasting right. through the day and all of that. I'm on lives. I do a lot of that. And podcasting was a way for me to um, not only just interview on my podcast show, I actually go on alone and talk about a particular topic, whether that's resilience or what have you. And I focus on that. And I always, always share my own stories of resilience. And for those um, who don't know about that, my personal story is that I lost my daughter who was of a toddler age um, when I was in my 20s. I was not married then, single and all of that. Um, and she had was born with congenital heart disease. So I started, you know, as I realize now, um, you know, older, mature and everything. And, you know, the anger goes away, that kind of you get rid of, right. got to go through all those grief stages. We know what right. that is. But the most traumatic is the loss of a child. Mm -hmm. And I don't have other children, didn't go on to have other children. So, um, you know, I'm one who can speak to grief and loss and how I needed to grow personally, because I feel like when that happened to me in my 20s, all I could do was grow. Mm -hmm. You know, Absolutely. there's only one other way to get out of here. You're either going to grow or you're gone. <laughs> so right. I chose that? to um, to grow because most people, um, any psychologist or psychiatrist or anyone in the medical field, even including allied health, will tell you that is the most traumatic loss, period, I is the imagine. loss of a child. And so that's where um, I started to thinking about it. And as I built content and became the coach, a coach and all of that, and I, AKA no, no sugar coating coach, really do like to tell it like it necessarily, it may not be like it is, it's just like the way I see it, but then I can see a lot of things in someone else. And so you know how when, um, like my podcast show is named Speak to Me First Podcast Show, and I wanted to be able to grow that and develop that particular platform, because my name is on it. When you put right. your name 
add your name to something, that's your brand. And for those who may be on here say, well, no, I don't have my own business. You know, I work the traditional nine to five. Well, your, your brand is you, capital right. Y-O-U. So, right. um, and then people will seek you out because of your knowledge. You may be working for somebody, but you have a lot of background that somebody else, you can maybe go into a consulting role. So right. it's all, you always have to brand your brand. You may be a walking resume, if you will. But I just said all of that to say, I'm really um, glad that, uh, you know, we talked about that and how you shared how your background in different, different venues, you different, your entrepreneur podcast host, you know, it, the whole nine yards, but people will always see you as Leroy, right? Of course. And, and of course. Just, if I go yeah. back home to New York, they just say, hey, Toy, oh, you're a speaker. Oh, okay. Yeah. But right. at the end of the day, um, so with that note, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Michael. Michael, you can hear us. You're up. Michael, you're going to have to unmute. All right. I'm here here. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? How are you? I'm yes. good. How are you doing this Tuesday evening? Yeah, well, this Tuesday, all right. We got through it. <laughs> um, I'm so happy that, that you joined and was able to get on, at least in the end, you're here. And um, so I really want to give that floor to you. We were talking about personal growth and development. And initially, before you came on, we had did a roundtable just talking about some of the areas in our life that we wanted to grow. Um, and, and when we think of the word personal, um, a lot of us said something similar, you know, personal is just, it's just really about you. You know, when someone says it's not about you, uh, no, personal, it is about you. And what areas that, you know, you may want it to grow and to develop better in those areas, whether it's communication, um, how you deal, it could even be how you deal with stress, it could be anything, but um, that's kind of what we were thinking, and Regis had mentioned she wanted to grow in the area of technology. Uh, Eric, up there in the top corner, just wave your hand. Um, Eric was talking about his background as an electronic data interchange, data business analyst, and all of the other titles that go with data, 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 um, but he, you know, he also had to seek out a guru with uh, the program SQL and, um, you know, kind of took us through that journey. But for you, Michael, um, tell us who you are, uh, where you're coming in from and um, hey, what you do, what do you do? And is there anything that you just wanted to ask, even if it was one question about personal growth and development that we could maybe help? I live here in Connecticut. I've lived here for 19 years. I'm a media professional. I work for three different radio stations here. I work for one station in Fairfield, Connecticut. I also work for another one in here in Hartford, where I live, not too far away from where I live. And I work for another one in nearby Springfield, Massachusetts. So I stay pretty much busy during the week. I'm a news anchor. I'm a reporter. I cover a lot of the spot news around these two states of Connecticut and Massachusetts, predominantly during the week and on the weekends. And I also teach at Quinnipiac University. I'm a professor going into mm -hmm. my fourth year there. So looking forward to that. The class is starting up in three weeks. Wow. And I have been doing this for over 26 years combined in this business as a media professional and as a educator. So I am pretty blessed for where I am now. And I still feel I have a lot more to accomplish in this life that I'm living and enjoying and I still feel the best is yet to come and there's more to come and I couldn't be happier with where I'm at. I'm always looking to do better and I'm always looking to grow and I'm always looking to explore different things in life to make me even to make myself foster even more as a human being and I'm always up for a challenge 
and I'm never too old to accept these new roles and different a- avenues to, cra- to travel on. And here I am. So far, it's been a great ride. Yes. Um, you had some recent, first of all, that's a fantastic background and, and um, you know, just in media in general, um, because in some way, when we talk about podcasting, there's still there's some part of broadcasting. And of course, you're doing with the radio and then television. You know, there's a lot more bells and whistles that go into it. But at the end of the day, you always have to show up. And I know you do a lot of posts out there um, on LinkedIn. And, and this is one thing I noticed um, is that Michael, what he'll do, he posts things and he's saying, hey, I'm up. I don't know if it's 5 a.m. or 6 a.m., whatever it is it's a Saturday or a weekend. And um, you post a picture of everything around you, sometimes without you in it, but you actually post like, this is where I am, you know, what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're dedicated to your craft. Now I realize that's in broadcasting that that's 24 seven, essentially. But um, how were you able to, you mentioned you're a professor at Quinnipiac College, right? Or university in Connecticut? University. It was called college. It's now called university. Okay, because when I was living up in New England, we got a we have a background very similar up there. Um, we'll talk about that in a second. But when you went from and you're doing both things, so you you got two things on your plate, made multiple multiple careers actually. What about between going from broadcasting to education in terms of being a professor and you know pouring all that knowledge into uh, the youth? You know, was that really, was it an easy thing for you or did you have to make some kind of growth adjustments to that? Anything that we might could use, utilize as a tool in our lives? I had to learn how to deal with a different generation of students, if you will, because everybody has a different view on things and we all have a, a method to our madness and how do we approach things. And as a professor, I've learned over the years how to adapt to those changes. It wasn't easy at first because you have to remember one time you were young, you were a youngster like these these uh, young college age individuals are now. And sometimes you have to weed out and feel it out and understand exactly what they're coming from. And then you have to sometimes level down, if you will, to what they talk about and just try and get a feel for what it is that they want to learn and adapt to their method of their madness as well. And I was able to do that. And mm-hmm. most of them have been very good though. I, a lot of these kids I work with now are really into what they want to do. Obviously, if they've enrolled in the course for this reason, they've done that. <laughs> if they didn't, they wouldn't have been. They would have done. So. And they are really taking part on the subject matters that I teach. And the most important thing that's why I try to do with these students is have fun with the courses because, as I said, I was once a student and I remember having to sit in classrooms where they're not. They were not always fun in terms of what the professor was lecturing about. So I try to improvise and give them a more fun experience for these kids to learn and enjoy themselves. Not alone, let alone they have to do the work, of course, but they're also mm. getting an experience where they feel like they can class for an hour or two hours or whatever the case may be. And just taking what they're learning from me and just have fun with it and get an experience where you're learning and you're enjoying yourself and you're feeling good about it. Well, what would you say was the biggest challenge for you um, going from one place of work to the other. And I know you do it simultaneously almost, but I mean, was it right. just something? Mm-hmm. Well, it was it was a challenge of having to become, having to strip, having to take off the reporter job and then go from that to becoming an educator. Now, in a sense, I'm doing the same thing in a way because I'm 
giving out information. I'm studying information. I'm also giving it out and I'm also presenting it to my students. Like I do on the radio when I report on stories, I'm doing the same thing in a sense for my students when they're learning about how to speak or whatever they're reading about or just any type of discussion we have in the course. And I think that was a challenge is just having to draw them into it because it's initially that first day, it's breaking the ice to get the feel for what they're going to be about. And I think breaking once you get past ice. that first day, Yes, mm -hmm. breaking the ice. I always call it's always the breaking the ice period. Once you get past that period, I think you then you'll know what you're in for. And if you get a good vibe, and in most of the cases there's been a very good vibe, then you then you know that they're really intrigued by what you what they're going to get themselves into, and they expect to have a great semester, which makes it my job easier for that purpose of doing what I have to do so that they can enjoy themselves and get what they should be getting out of the course that they've enrolled in that I'm teaching. Wow. And then but your background requires also a lot of technology. And I'm just in re because I mentioned this because you're in an environment with youth for the most part. Um, but, you know, right. do you find that, OK, what you learned, whatever amount of years ago it was now, it's everything is it's either through our phone, our tablets, our this or that. And do you I mean, <laughs> you know, do you find that? Wait a minute here. <laughs> you know, um, are you learning from your students? Do you find that that's growth and development if that is indeed the case? Absolutely. I think it's good that the professor learns from the students that he's teaching well, because what makes a great leader toy is that you're not just dictating and you're not just presenting, you're not just being the one that's pointing the fingers. You're also soliciting feedback. You're also trying to figure out what I can do to help me do better at my job so that they can all thrive in the classroom and we could all be feeling like they were all learning something. So it's good that I get the feedback as well. And I don't take that lightly. I'm also very critical of how I should do things. And I feel like it's good that I have that constructive criticism so that I know what I have to do better at my job so that they feel better at it. And then they also get a sense that the professor cares, which is a big thing really that they, the professor cares. They care about their well-being, that they actually care enough that they really will invest in them so that they get what they need out of the course and I don't feel like they're coming to class wasting the time and not getting anything out of it for the sake of just sitting in class for two hours being bored to death. That's not the case. <laughs> yeah, because I'm starting to think about those college days and the ones that you're really bored. But, um, you know, so and that's somebody who had, um, you know, learning challenges growing up. So I was like, wait a minute. Tell me, Professor, again, what did you say? Now you're in college and you're still trying right. to learn something. Yeah. You know. I remember I had a hardcore professor back in the day, too. I remember I had some really, really tough professors that were no. And I sometimes bring that kind of uh, philosophy to my class. Sometimes I have that no nonsense approach as well, because you have to let you have to set the foundation from the beginning that I am here. But we're going to make sure we do what we're supposed to do. You do it the right way. We get along fine. If you don't, then we have problems. And of course, that makes for a very complicated semester. Not so much for me, but for you, because it's your curriculum here at stake, not so much mine. But again, I think that when I have looked at this and got into education, I decided to change it up a little bit so that they could feel like they are going to take the most of this course I'm teaching and enjoy it. And they have a professor that can say it's cool because he has he likes to have fun. And we all get along because we're also learning as a sense of having fun. And I think that's what makes the court the environment so positive now is that they enjoy it and they're learning and they're in, and they're having fun and they're feeling like they're feeling more relaxed because you don't know what background these kids are coming from, too. I mean, that's yeah, the other you, don't know. you don't know exactly what background. Yeah, that's the yeah. other challenge is that where are they coming from? They're coming from all walks of life. So as a right. professor, you have to just kind of just, just, just be cognizant of just the fact that these are the students. They're all here to learn. Just do the job, execute it, be yourself, do what you have to do, feel them out, 
keep your doors open, keep the lines of communication open. Yes, we all use social media, and they have a lot of social media that I use. I think some of them tend to even to talk about what I do on my social media platform sometimes jokingly, but they all understand what they have to, what they have to do when they come to class. And I think for the most part, if you let them know from the very first day what the expectations are, and they see that you are all about having fun, but also about business, it'll make for a great three and a half months of learning. Absolutely, and absolutely. And I thank you for sharing uh, that about your background. Um, and also because a lot of us who don't work with students or that population or youth population, I should say more or less, um, you know, that's a whole different ball game, if you will, um, you know, because everyone's looking to be respected, of course, um, that someone's child is in that classroom. Um, and then you, you got to deal, you know, if it's, if, even though, you know, they say parents, they're in college. But, you know, if you think back when you're in college, you say, oh, no, I need to call home you know, for whatever reason, even if it was for more than just money. A lot of us were still right. looking for validation, but then they come and now they're in your classroom and they say, well, nobody paid attention to me. So they're actually trying to develop. They're trying to grow. And so what we were talking about tonight, even as adults, we're always trying to learn and grow in all areas, but they need someone that cares. And it sounds to me that, you know, um, they picked a really good person to be in front of them. Uh, you know, I know you probably gain a lot from them, but they're certainly, um, their takeaway has to be phenomenal coming from you. So, um, and I just have one question, last question for you, um, and then we're going to wrap up. Um, uh, anyone in your class, are you teaching communication? So are people trying to grow um, and take courses in that area? Is that what you teach because you're in broadcasting? I'm teaching a couple of courses this semester in public speaking. So they're learning how to actually get, and this is what's good about this course, because we, I just mentioned about two minutes ago that we do a lot of social media, such as what we're doing here with LinkedIn. The purpose of public speaking is to get the kids away from their devices get off your phones, get off Instagram, get off your laptops, get off your Facebook, get off of Twitter, get off of these other platforms that you feel like you can only communicate on when you're just not in front of people. These courses are going to help them understand what it means to be in front of the public, mm -hmm. in front of people, where you're going to go to functions like on here right now, like what you're doing, for example, here on LinkedIn, talking to me and talking to your audience in front of, a, you're in front of a, a camera, but people are watching you. Same essence here with the course is that you're going to be standing in front of people in an auditorium, in a building, at a concert. It doesn't matter what professional field you get into. The fact is you're going to be speaking in front of people. And the idea is to get them over their fears of being in front of people where they're looking at you because now you're not in front of social media. This is now you're in front of humans where you're going to have to be able to find ways to speak and how to uh, articulate your voice and how to move your body, you show you different, your, your different movements around the room and how to feel people out, how to feel your audience out. Don't be afraid, how to take your time, take deep breaths, be confident in yourself and just have fun with it because everybody's gonna have their vibes about being in front of people because you never know. I think as human nature would say is that we all have stage fright occasionally because we're in front of people that we know nothing about. Yes. And you never know, as you mentioned earlier, what vibe those folks are gonna have when they see somebody's that they don't know in front of that stage. And of course, you never know. Somebody's going to say, well, that person didn't sound too good. Well, who was that person up there on stage? Or who is that? Doesn't sound like exciting at all. He sounds boring. Those, but really, that's what I am instructing them on is how to overcome those obstacles because 
they do happen. And I've been speaking in front of, technically I speak in front of people every day because I'm a radio reporter. So people listen to my voice. So technically I am in front of listeners in their ears, on their phones, wherever devices they've been using. Same, same approach here. Get them in front of people though. There's going to be a different approach to having to speak when eyes are on you and your eyes are on them. Get them more comfortable with being around people and get them to be more person to person so that they don't feel they get around somebody they don't know. They can't hold a conversation with. And I think that's one problem with this generation with all these, with all this technology is that mm-hmm. we made it to that now. Robots are the only way we can communicate, but the public speaking courses do it a better way where you're in front of people and you have a better way of talking to people. And that's how you hold a conversation with somebody, which is more professional in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a whole thing. So, and we need more uh, professors and educators everything in between um, that's really addressing that from a youth perspective so that when we're talking about now, we're talking about the t- the conversation was really about, you know, w- what's the difference between career development and personal development? And the first thing that comes to mind, of course, I speak a lot on career development because of my background being HR, heavily HR talent acquisition, matching that wonderful talent to major corporations for years. But, you know, as a speaker and a coach, Um, You know, I love to talk about personal growth and development because um, maybe it means you need to pivot on things that you're doing that's not working for you. You know, Um, maybe you're taking the wrong route to work every day. You know, you (laughs) want to curse people out in your car, but, you know, you're still going to sit in that traffic. So how do you maneuver your way around it? It's like we all have something we have to um, figure that out. And what I always say, a coach or a mentor or someone who has been doing it longer than you, um, maybe they, they're considered maybe an expert or a shmi, whatever, um, you know, seek those people out, you know, get on their coaching list, get on their, you know, you could be your great mentor. And I'm sure um, some of those, um, you know, uh, young adults, they are going to want to be mentored by you. And I know you had some posts out there um, that you did have some mentors. I, I've seen that, you know, over this past year, I believe. Uh, I did. In fact, I just came out from Las Vegas last week at the uh, National Association of Black Journalists Convention. And uh, the, a lot of the students who are there, a lot of the young professionals I've actually mentioned over the last several years, they have all been surprised to see me they love the fact that i was able to help them with their development and their professional careers and they've gone on to doing great things so i have mentored i still mention this very day and i love the fact that they have taken what i've learned and it's ultimately their careers at stake toy it's not mine i want them to win and i tell everybody this i don't want your careers i don't want your professional development i am here to help you get to the level that you want to get to so that it helps you in the long haul not me this is your profession this is what you're getting yourself to you have to cross your t's and dot your i's in the long haul me i could be that vessel to help you get there absolutely and i'm very happy to do that and of course when the results show from what they've done then that makes me happy and at the end of the day that's what that's what it's all about they're winning absolutely absolutely. yeah but thank you so much uh michael did you have any questions uh before we, before we go, did you have any questions for any one of us? Eric in the top heat is in uh, background is in technology. Regis um, has her own limousine business and she's in New York. Now you're in Connecticut. So I know, you know, 95. And I remember um, all, I think Eric only wants to know who's your sports team. Is it New England or? <laughs> or <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> 
You um, New England, Michael? Are you the a New England fan? Uh, or uh, or uh, I know you yeah. said are you from New Jersey, right? Is that right? Can you hear me, Michael? All right. Well, as soon as we said sports, we didn't hear Michael. <laughs> Michael, can you hear us? It may have been some connection, but he's not on mute. Right, he's not. Right. So anyway, um, I don't know. Uh, Regis, are you a New York fan or what do you do? You follow sports? I'm a, I'm a, Yan I'm a Yankee fan. What do you expect? <laughs> I'm a Yankees fan too. Uh -uh, uh -uh. Oh. And the voice came back. And the voice came back. Well, I'm with you. But I'm a New York sports fan for life. Yankees, Knicks, Giants, Rangers, all these teams. So all of them. Well, so you are from New Jersey mine. originally, right? New England all the way. Eric said New England, New England Patriots and Celtics all the way Celtics, in the top left. With all due respect, Eric, I can't stand any of the Boston teams. I'm sorry. No, I can't stand New York either. Hey, well, I live in Connecticut. And this is being recorded. Yeah. And, uh, you know what I, I say. Connecticut. I root for UConn for the Sun here. We have a WNBA team I root for and cover here, the Connecticut Sun. So I root for them, and I also root for UConn. So there are a few teams here in Connecticut I, like I root for. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But remember, guys, so if you're here, Michael... And where can people uh, listen to your your program? How can they tune in to that? What is the uh, call letter? Well, I'm in Fairfield County, Connecticut, and I'm WSHU Radio, which is on, uh, you can listen online at WSHU.org. I cover stories in Connecticut Monday through Friday, so you'll hear my reports every every afternoon and then every morning thereafter from four to six during the afternoon hours and then from five till nine during the mid during the morning drive all right so i so have it's 89.9 fm 89.9 fm that is correct yeah. all right and i have it as wshu yep that is correct uh, I'm sorry. The, I'm sorry. It's 91. I should know this. The frequency is 91.1 FM in Fairfield County. Sorry. I should know this. 91. But that's the, stand, that's, the, that's the station. One FM. Okay. Got it. WSHU radio. Right. Right. Most oh, cases right. you'll probably have to listen on your phone or on your device on WSHU.org in case yes, you can't get the frequency. Okay. All right. And you've been covering the games because uh, you, you said most recently. I know that. Yeah, I, mean, I, I go to the games. Yep. I go to wow. the games up here. Yep. I do cover the games. Okay. Great. Okay. Well, right. maybe uh, on our trip over somewhere and finally getting to Boston, I always said when I'm coming that way, we have to figure out a way, even if it's coming to the door of WSU, because <laughs> they won't let you in with all the about pass and all that. But maybe you'll just come down in the lobby and be able to say, hey, we're connected in person. Absolutely. Why don't you just page me if you're coming through? I'll just come down. I mean, we can take a picture in front of the building if you want. If that would suffice, yeah. that's fine. So gorgeous. Yeah. It's right off the it's on the campus, by the way, of Sacred Heart University. That's what the call letters stand for. Sacred Heart University. Oh, okay. Mm. And that's in Fairfield, because, Fairfield, Connecticut. Yeah, because Sacred Heart, because Sacred Heart University owns an operated radio station. Okay. Okay. But okay. we that's are an NPR affiliate. But we are an NPR affiliate. Yes, National Public Radio. Uh -huh. um, yeah. yeah. 
And I li I practically lived on the campus radio station, Northeastern University in Boston. Shout out uh, to Go Huskies uh, over there. So, and I studied speech communication, Michael. Uh, okay. Yes. Shameless plug. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Well, thank you guys. I know it's okay. late. Um, we 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 got through it. Um, you know, and for all of those, this will actually um, I will upload it. It'll go out there to YouTube. It'll go out on LinkedIn okay. as well. And okay. um, so the entire, um, it, it won't be entirely broadcasted because again, uh, we didn't start the recording process till a little late in the game, but we knew um, within the technical difficulties, people getting in. So again, um, for all of those who will see this or listen to this, uh, do again, uh, technology apologies, but I don't believe it was on my end. It's just something that happened with this whole LinkedIn thing. But guess what? This is the third conversations. It makes sense to connect. Um, even if it is once a month, just feel free to join right in uh, with your busy schedules. You don't really need an invitation, but the invites go out. So you'll know the date and everything which changes every month, but it's typically will be held on Tuesday. And again, if anyone is interested in coming on my show, uh, to be interviewed. I have an open interview policy. It costs you absolutely nothing. Interviews are done in less than an hour. So okay. with that said, if you're trying to reach me or learn more about me or want to invite me to speak, it's at uh, www.tjvempowersyou, the letter you.com. Again, TJV empowers you theletteru.com. And before we go, if you just make a smile, I know we can't see Michael, but I'll just do a <laughs> screenshot, as I Thank said. And Leroy is gone, but I'll catch you all of that on the video. Um, but anyway, okay, on three, we're going to go ahead and smile. Where's the money? <laughs> All right. Thank you, Michael, okay. Regis, Leroy, yes. Vincent. Thank you so much. And everyone else, whatever you do, success, success is in your future. Bye for now. Take Bye care, guys. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for great, you, great conversation. And, and Eric, thank you very much, ladies. Take care. You're thank welcome, you. Mike. Take care. It was Bye very now. good. Bye, Michael. Thank Very you, good. Regis. Thank you, Regis. Yeah. I'll call you, Regis. Right. Have a Bye, good night. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.